think practice is so hard to define because you have kind of as a freelance artist you have different kind of practices you have the practice of your dancer life mm -hmm. where you you have certain ways of working as a freelance dancer for several different choreographers and you know the ways how to how to embed yourself in mm -hmm. somebody else's view, views and ideas and world, artistic world and how to how to relate and give your contribution for, for mm -hmm. that work. As well how to make somebody else's world your own. Like yeah. what is your your work as an artist? How to how to really embrace yeah. the work and carry yeah. as an Yeah. I mm. um I'll just like continue that thought yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I find this zone of like movement between making work and dancing mm. for choreographers. Mm. Um an interesting interesting like tension to navigate and I find that once once I've been making something myself for quite some time it's really a lovely it's a pleasure to to enter someone else's world where that kind of more macro zoomed out kind of thinking isn't my responsibility but the my responsibility is in with this like is contained within that and I get to enter this other layer of working which is like managing my energy in relation to what the, the ideas are and um, yeah the kind of like or storytelling or something that I do for myself to exist within this world that someone else has set up and you know even you know navigating how there's maybe contradictions in what I'm being asked to do but like to kind of yeah how you re-enter that yeah. again and again <laughs> and it feels kind of like uh, with, if I may say, with the age, that kind of entering to someone else's world starts to feel like a big present because you, yep. you, you find different ways of using your using your own body which you maybe never used, but also you are kind of bombarded with new ideas or also difficult things that mm -hmm. you need to kind of work out. But also then, I I love to dive into an own mm -hmm. artistic process usually I, I really love to work in transdisciplinary way yep. when I meet people who are not from my kind of comfort zone yeah, yeah. it's of course very demanding because I really need to as well kind of grow up sure <laughs> in a way I cannot hold with my favorites yep. but I need to kind of negotiate different views as well there but I feel that it always brings me somewhere somewhere further um, with my with me in this with me in the dance world but with me in me myself and I oops yeah <laughs> quite selfish but also in the in the kind of like in this life on yeah. earth oops yeah. too big <laughs> no no um I think that uh there's something very personal about what you choose to work on, who mm. you choose to work with, and I feel like the 
the things that motivate me are really personal and connected to um, how I want to be in the world and that they're, they're really the motivating factors rather mm-hmm. than, oh, this person's doing really interesting work. Yeah. Um, I want to be a part of that. It, those, I could, it's, it's sort of pre that, it's pre being about the work. It's, exactly. it's about the kind of like what you want to spend your time in the world yes, on yes. and with, who you want to spend it with. And, yes. um, I was going to ask when you were talking just earlier, um, yeah, like maybe just to understand a little bit more how you work, um, like do you, when you're kind of with these interdisciplinary collaborations, is there something, like do you feel like your work with, your work kind of is a product of these sort of sustained relationships with with similar collaborators over a long period of time or are you more kind of like there's there's a particular relationship that gives rise to a certain work or is, is it so are the things kind of held by projects or work or, or more yeah longer term or um i do have people with whom i have been working or collaborating longer because we just kind of somehow share something very core um, um, or in-depth understanding of art in general. But also, yeah, I think it, it, the collaborations, they, they, they always start with a special encountering with someone who draws me mm. to them. And so that's why some of my collaborations hasn't been so so long term or very uh, kind of thought. But they had been they have been like sel- they have selected themselves mm-hmm. somehow, and the work has or the artistic uh, entity which has been born in this collaborative process. Is kind of like an own living thing that's produced. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, totally. I think, you know, when you realize that you ask a question that is essentially like a question that you have for yourself, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was just asking. Because yeah. I, I think I also am reflecting at, my, at this point. I'm like, because often I feel like there's a pressure maybe from the industry um, to move on. Yeah. Okay, you've done that now. So we want to see you do something different. And I think I feel very deep within me. Like, I'm like, no, this is about, like, it's about love. (laughs) It's about, like, um, like, you know, we've just scratched the surface in terms of understanding what we could do together as in terms of a process. And it's too too violent to have to, like, move on and begin again with new collaborators. But then also that, like, like what you say, that... Also, a piece is the product of the kind of network of relationships yeah. that you set up. So, you like you also kind of is like, oh well, I don't, I barely even have to think about it. Then, if I just start working with this other person, then some, something utterly unlike what I've been working on is going to come about. Yeah, and also in a way, when you say that it's about love, like these collaborations, they are sometimes so difficult. But also it's about, it's kind of like a love relationship that you need to face all the various layers and colors of that relationship which pops out and you need to kind of decide to stick together. Yep. Also, also 
in in case if there are a difficulty and always when people work together there pops out different opinions but it's totally. kind of but that makes that I, th- I think that's also the salt and the sea <laughs> of the collaboration that you really get to know a person yeah totally and and uh, we have in Finnish a word proverb that you can attach to the scratchy surface but not in a lean or clean surface so you need to kind of wait as well that you you get to see what is under this polished surface how does that phrase sound how does it roson voi tarttua amazing cool yeah but um i i feel that a lot of my practice or who i am in this in these various hats and roles in the dance world as a dancer, choreographer, teacher, facilitator, producer. All of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, all of it, what, what one freelancer can handle. You just said that you, your work days are from 7 till 11 in the night. <laughs> I totally share that. Uh, I kind of feel that a lot of my practice comes from uh, somatic work from body mind centering mm-hmm. and fasa pulgology which i have been very much uh-huh. attached uh, lately and who had been which have been kind of helping me to make over the my world. <laughs> yeah and make over my skin as a like Amazing. like renew my skin yeah like do you have something uh, some kind of like a core i Core technique, technique or idea yeah. or world view, yeah. or where you where you always go, you you always notice that ah, you go always to this kind of thought process or this kind of idea, and you always relate to that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's very that's a very good question that I'm like trying to figure out somehow at the moment because sort of somatic somatic based mainly improvisation dance practices and also like my own like I um, have worked for a really long time now with a, a Feldenkrais practitioner here oh, in Sydney Wow! Um, but in a very like um, researchy sort of context where we do one-on-one yeah. um, sessions I'm not tra- I don't I'm not trained in Feldenkrais in any way but like the, the thinking processes are very yeah. Yeah. I find really useful on that scale of the body but also like zoomed out as a more phenomenology yeah. kind of um system that you can take towards your yeah. emotions how you work with people yeah um are in the world um yeah so i'm trying to, I'm, I'm there's something that i'm trying to connect that is like often my works um have these very like quite strong overarching logics mm. And those things are often like spatial, so that over the duration of the work, a very particular spatial um, thing unfolds. Like this, you know, the work that I did last week. We make each other up. Um, it moves from the back of the space to the front of the space, and in that time, it is one person, then it's two per- two people, then it's two duets. Um, so that sort of logic is for me what really holds um, the. The, the thing that I then share with an audience, but there's some 
there's some jump in there where then the the, con- the the things that happen in that for me are really happening from this very fine deep body sort of work that and I feel like there's some sort of reorienting that I need to find where I don't have that overarching logic prior to starting from mm-hmm. the scale of the body um but yeah and I'm, I'm not I have questions for myself about like how to whether that's just spending time in the studio myself with um with the sort of accumulated knowledge that I have from um, the different people that I've worked with and the different somatic practices that I've touched in quite general ways. Um, Or, you know, like, is it time to really go and study something in an intense way? Mm. I'm a bit bit hesitant about that. Yeah. 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 Um, How do you think about it? How does it enter... How does sort of somatic knowledge enter... Um your like, processes um, like this work what we are presenting here on Sunday at yeah. the critical path where we are now with this with our transdisciplinary international team at the residency <laughs> with, with Finnish set and light wizard Kalleropponen <laughs> and with uh, fantastic Australian choreographer, dancer, performer Rene Shackler. Sam Hertz is unfortunately unpresent. He's yeah. he's amazing sound designer from the US and a researcher. Uh, so we 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 are aiming to to work in a kind of a dialogical process where everybody has a has a authority of authorship of yeah. leading the process Susurus is a, about ecological perception and our relation to the world uh, and kind of like storytelling of what happens when you journey mm-hmm. your in your life do, do, during different environments and pathways and how do you how do you relate to this change in the world because of the climate change and the human labor Um, I think um, my somatic practice comes to our process for in that sense that we all share this kind of um, wish to a deeper deep listening Mm -hmm. and also to work with to concentrate in little uh, phenomenons that rides in the body's architecture together with the spatial architecture. Mm. And uh, we work with René quite a lot with uh, different weird... Uh, or we have worked with René particularly with different weird sensorial mm-hmm. long-term or long-durational tasks. Okay. Okay. Like backwards walking, uh-huh. which pulls your system totally in a in a in a in a weird place where your intestines are in the wrong side of your Mm -hmm. body so to speak and your nervous system is fully flipped Um, I feel that uh, I can oh no, I don't know. I, I kind of lost my idea uh, what to say. <laughs> um, 
yeah, how, how it's, I guess, how it's a thread or a part of that yeah. process, but it's underneath and kind of giving rise to, or it's... Yes, sort of, yeah. and somehow I feel that we are talking a lot about the, somehow the basic values, not the basic values, but the values and the, the view of embodiment of these somatic practices, which are quite a lot mm. at the moment uh, present in me, mm, mm. or which I carry in my body, or mm. in that sense... I also studied music. Ah. I was supposed to become a musician or a pianist, but then the dance took took over. So <laughs> I I realized that also because of this somatic listening, I also love to somehow yeah com- a bit kind of compose the time space quality. Amazing. Or kind of like the, even the silence. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah, so that's also because because of that I I really love to work with live musicians who yeah. give their are also living that kind yeah. of Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It it's actually it's super demanding to talk about one's own work. <laughs> yeah. It is. And especially because dance is something what goes so often beyond the words or it's kind of like Wordless. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I have a little bit of an idea how it's of the dance sort of scene in Finland and stuff, but often um, I have like very, very good friends in other other arts disciplines, the visual arts and stuff, and still I like in very very intelligent people who are my friends. I've, a few people have recently said to me, "I still feel like I really struggle to understand what's what's good, what's interesting dance, and and what's not." And I am always like, and it's like a very um, yes, sure, it's thrown around all the time. Like I don't quite understand dance. Um, is it? Are they all like? Is everything that you're doing a symbol for something? Um, but these are they, like, these are very like. Um, people embedded in the arts and I'm like ah somehow like what is it about dance that is disabling your your sense of um trust in your own perception of Mm. of what you're witnessing and what is that that quality of dance that is something to do about the something to do about the body and one's own relationship to their own body that is sort of destables their sense of what's happening before them and whether their judgment is therefore right because they may be impressed by the body or something. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just been something I've been trying to think through about how to give people or audiences a sort of faith, trust in their like their feeling or something, and how mm. to rather than the sort of spectacle or how to get how to get past this wow it's really cool that you can do that with your body yeah yeah <laughs> um because it's not like the i think like i'm really interested in this sort of um communication that happens between performance and audience 
that's not this layer of, of symbolism, mm-hmm. mean, meaning on um, meaning making, or even like aesthetic kind of um, design sort of like connections. Like I'm really interested in what's happening from what you know, what from watching my body, but I also think there's huge huge things that have to happen to encourage someone that's watching to trust what they're feeling on a bodily level because that's not Mm. how somehow we're encouraged to go through the world or something It's a this very, is, like, long question. Yeah, but I, somehow... I maybe talked myself through somehow. <laughs> it's, it's super interesting. But also, I'd, um, I might answer or think out loud from out of the question, but I had, just before I travelled to Australia, a gig with another piece where the audience is sitting just really close us. Mm-hmm. It's a duet, quite physical fully improvised score which has a very set rules mm-hmm. beautiful piece by Theo Klinkard an English choreographer and oh, yeah. he he did or we commissioned this piece from him and we went to perform in a, in a city on the coast of Finland where there is no contemporary dancing no contemporary dance in the schools neither contemporary dance schools so yeah. they don't really see anything so half of our 30 people's audience haven't seen anything okay but they were mesmerized it because they got to see it so close it wasn't in a television or they weren't in the audience mm-hmm. auditorium very far away watching some kind of representative uh, yeah technical highlights but they they could smell sense Yep. breathe with us and uh, the comments what they said that because of our closeness they felt that they could have also step mm. to dance with us and actually that uh, it evo- evoked some kind of uh, deep sensations in them that most of them said that they should everybody should see dance because you don't express this kind of or experience this kind of like em- bodied sharing anywhere else and also sitting in a silence together when somebody or someone's are physical yeah and I guess in that in that sort of proximity you're so you're sort of disabling vision a bit like of course like it's still there but it's fragmented maybe a bit yeah Yeah. Uh, the kind of like proximity yeah um which is yeah I've been thinking a bit recently about um, like the, the scale at which the dance is happening, whether whether the body is this thing that is like what what is taking place is happening within the body and the body is these many different parts that have relationships going on between them and yeah. that's the sort of scale that the, that the dance is happening or whether the body is this sort of like whole, single, like human um, that is then in relation to its environment, either as a human or as a um, energy or something, um, mm. and what that shift, what that sort of like, or that movement between the, that scale somehow does. Mm. Um, and I like I, I think about it in relation to the the piece that we make each other up. Like mm. every time I entered talking, it was I made a very conscious choice to sort of like 
pose in a like come to stillness in a way that was sort of a bit of a contrite yeah. um, posture to sort of switch it from this world that I was in, which was like more like how my um, rib cage is sort of like uh, tensing towards the inside of the knee, or like, and that there's this that scale. Yeah. And then there's this scale of like rep- slightly more representative or, or mm. identity or something. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. 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 You did a really, really beautiful pitch at the dance massive. <laughs> and also your. I don't know if the pictures are so useful, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but our presentation, it was, it was really beautiful and I could relate to many things, and especially with this Susurros project, what we are working here yeah. on. Like, we. We have some kind of familiar, familiar relationship yeah. with our, with our work as uh, well, uh. Um, with this, with the idea of us being or this embeddedness and being part yeah. of and within in the world as yeah. human bodies, but also accepting that there are non-human entities as well. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. that we are kind of in relation with the earth wind fire and sun and <laughs> sorry went too <laughs> philosophical but sand yeah sand wow for Classic. Finnish uh, winter feet <laughs> sand is amazing <laughs> yeah um, and then I feel like it would be useful for our conversation to maybe circle back around to where we were talking before we started recording on the like uh-huh. something around age and being female and Um, what what it is to perform and yeah in relation to yeah I don't know I guess I I was talking about how um, how ruthless the matriarchy can be sometimes and um, I love them but also um I have had had my own struggles with how to, uh, yeah, find find a place that's sort of my own or something, mm-hmm. um, or just that is that is like gracious and appreciative, but not um, in any one person's ideal. Mm-hmm. You mentioned first the age, mm. especially for women dance artists, the age is somehow much more present than for the male choreographers. Sure. I I think with women we need to fight for much more for our rights to be dance artists when we are over our twenties, and also to have the the right to have our own body bodily forms. What we we have but we also what you mentioned about the matriarchy that we we tend to become so kind of feminist or so kind of passionate about with this idea of how things should be done yeah that um, it, it's true sometimes it's also good to remember the love and the the yeah. easiness or I don't know yeah. if I... like how to be sort of to hold to like hold and claim the space 
but also not fix it. Not, yeah, not exactly. Not fix it into a, um, something that has to always be defended. Yeah, exactly. This de- defend, mm. defending. And I understand. Thing. I understand that you know, of course, like there's so much that's gone like, that's been, that is appalling. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. something very personal that I'm yeah, it is. <laughs> working yeah. through. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think there's also just the, the challenge of what it is to see um, older women's bodies, like, when it's... And I don't know, for me personally, like, I, I'm much happier. Um, I feel much more... Um, sort of empowered in the sort of like presence of my body in whatever state um, in this moment in time than I ever have as a younger performer and I think it's that's maybe something that is that what is confronting is the kind of like um, deep sense of ownership of a certain body that is maybe more confronting than a, a body that is unsure of itself but wants but is like ask, asking or has a question within it yeah or this wish to be represented mm. in a certain way and actually somebody just said I was part of in a performance where there were much more older dancers like in their 70s and in the audience there was a I think she was in her 60s this woman and she said that Wow, it's super beautiful that we see these like mature dancers or elderly dancers in the pieces because then I can relate in some kind of personal level mm. to dance, which I cannot if I just go to see this yeah. super technical, beautiful, young, very extremely trained bodies. Yeah. Like uh, it, beca- like dance becomes kind of like shareable. Yeah, like, it takes it takes it out of that supernatural kind of yeah <laughs> zone. Or it becomes more about storytelling or sharing. Yeah. Or not not maybe storytelling, but sharing something very. Yes, deep. something that you can imagine is also potentially your story. Exactly. Yeah. And part of your life. Yeah. Somehow, as an audience member. Yeah. 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 Lately, I have been also. I was in CNRs in this massive dance market in Montreal in November mm. and I just kind of killed myself by seeing shows and uh-huh. shows yes. and so many shows <laughs> and quite many of them being on the theater, me sitting in a dark theater room, either cold or very sweaty with a <laughs> bunch of other people watching very far somebody quite many pieces where they were naked dancers somehow it was very funny but in Montreal there were a lot of pieces with nakedness which I haven't seen actually very long time anymore and I really actually started to think that am I over with this format of me being in an audience in an auditorium and seeing something happening in the box or like Did I pass that period? <laughs> Because actually the performances, what, what, what I really enjoyed in CNRs, were the performances where I'm 
really part of the performance. Yeah. Like I'm sitting somewhere else or along the or, uh, along the performers, moving with them or being asked to move somewhere to see another perspective of the performance space. Mm-hmm. And where next next to me can be in the next minute an older person yeah. and then next to me in the next minute a really young guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or girl. Yes, like, I hear you. <laughs> like, is that the future of kind of dance art to bring it to the spaces where the people can really smell, feel, breathe, uh, be I, embodied? I, yeah, I think so. But I also think there's some interesting work and thinking being done around like what it is to also like use use the audience to to make your work be more democratic yeah. somehow yeah um and I, I think around these sort of more participatory works I agree like I often have much more profound personal like personal and sense of like I've had an, like yeah like something it kind of lands on me in a deeper way if yeah. you know, I'm sort of that format is shaken up But, um, yeah, I think there is, you know, because the contract is still somehow in motion where someone is putting this forward, it's their artistic practice, it's it's in this... Um, and it's, it's being then strengthened by these... Um, of course, like... Um, consenting audience members but it's also a very particular kind of consent in a performance mm-hmm. um, where you know to not to not engage you have to be very um, often like it's set up in a way where to not engage is quite a violent act mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think there's like I, I also agree but I also think there's interesting and I like a lot of my works in the past have been in the round And even that, I've got questions for myself about of like, well, what is this like? You know, it means that so, like that person is you can't sit there in your own private world. You're always viewed mm-hmm. by other people. So if you have a certain look on your face, like it has an impact. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway. I feel like that's significant, and we've covered like amazing territory. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should really. You should really go.